Thank you, choir. So I've written this sermon in my head and heart dozens of times over the past months. This wish to get it just right is familiar to me. Alas, my best sermons never make it into this sanctuary. <laughs> you get to hear only the faint echoes of what I imagined. This is often the way of all creative acts. And saying farewell is a creative act that we are creating. What I want to say to you is relatively simple. I love you. Thank you. You can do this. And goodbye. Damn. I'm still on your clock and you expect a full sermon. Four short sentences won't suffice, no matter how pithy and true they are. And yes, I'll resort to humor to disguise how difficult this parting is. Saying goodbye is very hard. Very hard. We human creatures have invented thousands of religious rituals to ease the pains of separation. I'll come back to goodbye. Allow me to work into it. I'll start with dessert and make my way back to the healthy steamed vegetables. <laughs> I love you. That's dessert. Or really, it's the whole damn nourishing meal. And Don Miller one of our curmudgeonly members, now gone, but we've got that invisible thread, gave me a hard time because he called me a universalist. And he meant it as a slur, a terrible scourge. He saw in me what I didn't fully see at the time. I am a universalist in the sense that I'm certain each one of us, all humanity, I'm willing to claim, has at our core a worthy divine spark. It goes by many names. The Quakers call it the inner light. Others, Christ within. Buddha nature. Made in the image of God. It is the universal source of that invisible string. So a group of supercharged young male universalist ministers back in 1945, back when our traditions were decidedly Christian, started rewriting the liturgy, the words for the worship service, to reflect their anti-Calvinist, anti-hell theology, theological understanding of humankind. They called themselves the humiliati, the humble ones. <laughs> but their ideas pushed back against fear-based religious traditions, those condemning all to eternal punishment, to hell. And to give voice to their gospel of love, they wrote these words of assurance. And those who went to the point got to hear these. 
deep within us, deep within us all, there is a sanctuary of the soul, a holy place, a divine center, a speaking voice to which we must continuously return. Eternity is at our hearts, pressing upon our time-worn lives, arming us with intimations of an astounding destiny, calling us home unto itself. Yielding to these persuasions, gladly committing ourselves in body and soul utterly and completely to the light within is the beginning of true life. It is a dynamic center, a creative life that presses to birth within us. It is a seed stirring to life if we do not choke it off. It is the presence in the midst. Here is the slumbering God, stirring to be awakened, to become the soul we clothe in earthly form and action. And it is within us all. Words of assurance. So my time with you has cemented my understanding of the inherent worth and dignity of each one of you. I see your inner light so clearly. Over these six years, I've been witness to how you put your divine spark to use. It is your Christ within that gets furious at the inequities and horrors of the world and does something about it. Your Buddha nature gets what it means to create church and community. You step forward to teach our children, serve on committees, cut up fallen limbs, and water thirsty plants. You are clearly, clearly made in the image of God. Each time you cross that chasm of uncertainty or fear to befriend a newcomer, or to reach out to anyone at the margins of our society. Love is the spirit of this church. And I love you. Thank you. We took a risk with each other six years ago. Your minister had left. That was planned. But then your board of trustees and some pivotal members just left suddenly. There was hurt, grief, despair even. Joy and enthusiasm were at an all-time low. You wanted a minister, and I was fresh off my internship in Oklahoma City, and I didn't even know Hope was looking for a minister. I was cautioned to be wary. <laughs> I was. But I chose to be optimistic. And so did you. We were both open to seeing if we, we'd make a good fit. We expected the best, and we rebuilt together. So I thank you for all the ways you made ministry possible, easy even. You gave me a beautiful private office with time and room to roam. I could roam with ideas. I could roam the nature paths through your generosity. 
I had a steady salary. I had a retirement contribution, funds for study and travel, and a discretionary fund I, I used to help members and strangers alike on your behalf. You eventually began to trust me, even when I made mistakes. I began to trust you, rely on you even, when you made mistakes. <laughs> so the gift of having years together grants us enough time to keep going past the hurts to find common ground again. That's what a covenant is. You gave me grace when I was late or forgot an appointment. I tried to do the same. I misspoke, you misspoke. I was reactive, you were reactive. We worked it out. We did. We shared a covenant which held our work together in a strong and deep container of love. You gave me pointers and advice and lessons that I will never forget. With the trust we all earned, joy and enthusiasm returned. So I want to thank Hope's staff. They are as essential to my ministry and your ministry. We work together as a group without tension. Meetings are a delight. This ease makes space for more creativity and humor. Your beloved music director, Joseph Rivers, and pianist Chris Powell have faithfully created extraordinary... They have faithfully created extraordinary music to carry the messages of the day. Joseph was already working on Sing Noel this morning. <laughs> All the singers and musicians pour their artistry through our ears directly into our hearts. Jackie Portman, Susan Spooner, and now Tennille Wilson, she's not here, Help grow our youth and children into loving and thinking moral humans. With the help of parents and members, this religious education is perhaps the most important work of the church. Period. Maggie Scott, Molly Brower, they've been hubs for the church, keeping many administrative plates spinning. They've kept me centered. They've kept us all on track while being good listeners and laughing in the face of most problems. An army of ants in the kitchen? Ha! <laughs> Roof leaks? Ha ha Nonstop phone calls interrupting the deadline that was yesterday? Ha <laughs> Rebecca Jones is more than an accountant. She shepherds our finances with integrity and dexterity. She models what staying calm in the face of financial anxiety looks like. She'll make any complex transaction, policy, or budget conundrum easy to understand. You know, you know, 
We are all crazier around issues of money than we are around sex. (laughs) Rebecca is the Dr. Ruth of our accounts. Ask her anything. (laughs) Every visitor who comes through this door is astonished by how much this congregation does. What, you roll out your own tables to set up for a community meal? Members show up with shovels, saws, rakes, brooms, flowers, food, ideas. The voluntary level of this church is extraordinary. I've been on boards where half of the members don't show up on a regular basis. But since I've been at Hope, every person, every person showed up to every possible meeting ready to work. Committees and their chairs handle much of what it takes to run this church. Oh, I lied, Joe. Thank you for being the solid rock of a husband. You know, he didn't sign up to be a minister's spouse when we married 33 years ago. And as a fellow minister's spouse told me last week at the point, my wife doesn't come to work with me, but I go each Sunday to work with her. (laughs) Joe loves both you and me. And the church welcomed our children, Ben and Alice, when they came or helped out. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all I have named here. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Thank you for all that remains unnamed or out of sight. You can do this. I believe in you. You've done great work over your 51 years, and you have more great works within you. This church has the solid foundation for all the next dreams you have, the next steps you want to take. Our neighborhood, city, and world have many hurting places where you can make a difference. There are members you don't know yet who need a safe place to explore their religious and personal identities with freedom. There are citizens and want to be citizens who need the support only of a vibrant group dedicated to fairness and love. There are children with important questions that they need to ask without being bullied or given false dogma. There are Hope Church members who need someone to listen, just listen, as they sort through one of life's conundrums. Take yourselves seriously. Clarify what is most important, the highest value you have. Then measure everything you do by this standard and ideal. Let all know that foremost hope Church stands for blank. Fill in that blank. It will take many deep and serious conversations to clarify 
what you can and must do, because the world is changing so rapidly. Then peel away all the distractions and go do it. I look forward to hearing about you all from the Tulsa world, <laughs> Studio Tulsa, UU world, the New York Times, why not? Be brave. As Mary Oliver wrote in the poem that was our second reading, one day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Begin. You can do this. Goodbye. Now for the hardest piece, saying goodbye. Every change, every transition is both a hello and a goodbye. Every change, even the most joyous, contains elements of loss and grief. The first reading is something I frequently use in memorial services. It captures how life is a paradox, a bundle of contradictions, and it reminds us this ebb and flow of conflicted feelings and tasks is normal and ancient. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. This is our time under heaven. I read this quote by Adlai Stevenson at the beginning of every memorial service I conduct too. And he wrote these words for Eleanor Roosevelt's memorial service. We are always saying farewell in this world, always standing at the edge of loss, attempting to retrieve some human meaning from the silence. Something was precious and is gone. Leaving hope is a kind of death, a breakup. Leaving hope means something precious to me will be gone. I have been out of sorts in weird ways these past months, missing appointments, messing up scheduling, forgetting my stole for the last service. <laughs> I could make up some theological reason I'm not wearing it. And it dawned on me my scattered mind is how grief shows up. Time is no longer linear. Our subconscious is so busy at work processing the loss it loses track of many things. Martine Prichel wrote a book called The Smell of Rain on Dust. Writes, grief expressed out loud for someone we have lost, or country, or home, and I'll add church, we have lost. Grief expressed out loud is in itself the greatest praise we could ever give them. Grief is praise because it's the natural way love honors what it misses. Grief is not centered in pain, but in love, that invisible string. Not all emotions are grief here today. Excitement at new possibilities does not lessen our history, our six years together. I hope you look forward to working with your incoming minister. New possibilities will open up 
Your enthusiasm for Reverend Greg Stewart and his family doesn't diminish us. Nor do I love you less when I relish having some downtime, laying down some responsibilities, and being open to new opportunities that will arise. All the dreams we have had together are going to live on in other ways. We have planted seeds together that have grown, that will grow in months, years, and decades to come. So the word goodbye is a late 16th century contraction of God be with you. And to think, all these hope atheists and humanists have been wishing people God be with you <laughs> when they say goodbye. I had to tease you one last time. I'll frame what I mean when I say goodbye. May love be with you. May bounty be with you. May good, useful work be with you. May meaning be with you. May our real, while invisible, string be with you. May it be so. <laughs>